When everything went wrong, he still worshiped God. Now, I hope I can get to it at 2 o'clock, but in case you ain't here, let me say this. It didn't matter. All his wealth didn't keep him from worshiping. And when he lost it all, it didn't keep him from worshiping. The worst day of his life, he still worshiped God. Man, I hope I can get back to that. But while studying in Job chapter number 1, one of the illustrations I was using was Acts chapter 27. And uh, boy, God just said, no, you need to preach from there. So I'm going to try my best to mind God today. And it'll be a little different, but I want to mind the Lord and, and give you what he's laid on my heart, a thought out of Acts chapter 27. If you'll stand with us, we'll reverence the reading of the word of God. Thank God for the King James Bible. Amen. I'm glad we have a Bible. I'm glad God is God enough to inspire and God enough to preserve his word. And uh, thank God when he said preach the word, we know what he wants us to preach. And when he said study the word, I'm glad we know where to get it to study. Amen. Thank God for the study and the preaching and the, and the reading of God's word. I want to look in Acts 27 and do my best to mind the Lord. I want you to look with me in verse number 20. And then I'll pray, you can be seated. And then I, I feel like I need to go back and read through the chapter. So stay with me. In Acts chapter 27 and verse number 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, it wasn't in it. It was laying on them. All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Father, we pray today that you'd help me to preach in the power, God of the Holy Ghost, and help me, God, to mind you, help me to do your will. God, I pray you'd empty me out and fill me up, and help me, God, to encourage your children. Thank you, Lord, for grace and mercy. Lord, would you help me, Lord, to be a helper and deliver the thought that you've laid upon my heart. I pray for souls to be saved, lives to be encouraged and changed, and Lord, for you to be exalted. I pray you get big. We'd see you manifested in all of your glory and the train filling the house of God that we be confronted with where we're at and what we are and draw up close to you and get rid of some things and pray you'd fill us with some truths and, and leave out of here transformed, changed, bettered by the word and grace of God. We love you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Go back with me if you will in verse number one. The Bible said in Acts chapter 27 and verse number one, and when it was determined that we should sail unto Italy, into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners under one named Julius a centurion of Augustus band. Then go with me, if you will, over to verse number 10. And Paul, or verse 9. Now, when much time was spent, when Salem was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and the ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. What's this landlubber know? 
I mean, he's just a preacher. He don't know nothing about it. Amen. Oh, my. I tell you, America wouldn't be in the mess they is in if they'd listened to the preacher say amen. But verse 12, and because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also, and if by any means they might attain to Phenice, and there to winter, which is in the haven of Crete, and lieth toward the southwest and northwest, and with the south wind blew softly. Every south wind that blows don't mean God's in it. Somebody help me. Supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosing thence, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after there arose against it a great a temptuous wind called Uroch Lydon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, they let her drive. Running under a certain island which is called Claudia, we had much to work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up and used helps, undergirded the ship, fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, they straight sail, and so were driven. We being exceedingly tossed with the tempest. Anybody feel like that today? The next day they lightened the ship. The third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. I'm telling you sometimes when you try to fix your own problem, you won't just throw away some stuff you didn't need. You'll mess around and throw away stuff you did need. Notice what he said. Throw away the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, no small tempest lay on us. All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. They are hopeless in the storm of their life. But after a long abstinence, whoa, somebody say amen. Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete. Gain and to gain, have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. <laughs> Storm's still on, sun ain't shone, stars ain't seen. Amen, wind's still blowing. Hey, woo, let's have a shouting spell. Be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee, sir. Wherefore, sir, he said again, Help yourself, be of good cheer. He said, For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island. He knew they is all going to make it. He knew what they is going to be cast on the island. He'll go on to say, he said, matter of fact, he said, let's go ahead and get comfortable. Let's eat, let's break some bread. Let's eat some meat. Amen. Let's throw overboard everything else. Cut the rope off the life rope. And let's just put our trust in the God that showed up with me the other night in prayer meeting. 14 days and they hadn't seen nothing to navigate the ship by. They had no idea they was anywhere and Paul said, I only think, as a matter of fact, you're not even going to have a loss of one man's hair off his boat. Everyone, somebody took the time to count them and said of all the 276 people that's on this boat, we, Luke, 
identifying himself as being on the boat with Paul are going to make it. I say hallelujah. Let me pause one minute and pray. Father, we love you. I want to be an encouragement, God, to your children today. Help me, Lord, I pray to do my best to mind you and we'll give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to center in on that thought found in verse number 20. I feel like we all find ourselves in this same place. When all hope is gone, sail on. When all hope is gone, don't don't bail from the ship. Don't dive in. Don't try to hijack some high boat, some lifeboat. Distrust God and sail on, sermon on, stand on, amen, and shout on. When I look at Paul in this situation in Acts 27, it's just not the first time he's been. In fact, if you'd have went back and looked at the first epistle to Rome, some people think that he wrote that long before this voyage, I don't know, but he did say in that text, I feel like he did, because in the first part of the first chapter of the book of Romans, he's praying and asking the church that wrong to pray that God would make a way for him to have a prosperous journey to their location. He said, I got something I want to share with you. We know according to his writings to the Corinthian church that he has had experienced more than one time being on shipwreck and so this is not something new to Paul. He's not your mariner. He's not some he's not like Peter or John or Andrew or James. He is a man who is a preacher but he knew the word from God when they should sail and when they shouldn't sail but he'd already been shipwrecked. How can you discourage a man that's already been through trouble he done knows that God knows the way out of the storm. He's done been through it before. And if God said he's going to take him through, he, hey, I'm just asking you, if God's ever brought you through one time, can we at least agree he can still do it today? If he's ever done it in the past, he can still do it today. Amen. I get to thinking about this, this story and how Paul is relating this and Luke is relating the story to us that him and Paul and the Holy Ghost has seen fit to put it in there not just as a, a literal lesson but maybe a spiritual application when I think about this ship and how it reminds me that we're all sailing on the old ship of Zion and we all have a destination one day and thank God it ain't time to bail the ship just cause we've hit rough waters and we had a little space of grace for a few years and it's got rough now, especially for believers. But church, can I say, the same God, amen, that was on the throne a few years ago, or 40 years ago, or 100 years ago, he's still on the throne today. Amen. And when you think you can't make it, I just want to tell you, the ship of Zion ain't going down. She's going up and going out. And there'll be nobody lost off this boat. Everybody is going to make it to the sweet shores of God's deliverance. It's going to happen, amen. 
we all going to make it. Amen. The storm is on. This ain't the first time God showed us this before, though. I got to thinking about Mark chapter 4 and verse 37, one of the first messages the Lord had ever let me preach. And I got to thinking about them disciples. They've been on that boat. And Paul did not experience it, and it was written there. I mean, preserved in the Word of God. But if you'd have went back, and here they were, freshly called, freshly asked to follow Jesus and be fishers of men, they get on board the boat Jesus had been them on the boat. They took Jesus even as he was. There were other ships that were there sailing out with them. We don't know if they ever made it through, but we do know one made it through. Amen. The one he's on board. I feel like Paul's in right there having recess. Woo! That's my favorite subject anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and then, Brother Tony, I got to thinking about that text in Mark 4, 37. Here's what it says. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat to the ship, listen to this, so that it was now full. I mean, the waves were piling into the boat uh, and so that it was now full. In other words, their boat was full of water and it kept on sailing. It's almost like God said, I'm gonna invent the first submarine and we're gonna sail this thing home. And when they finally turned to him, he stepped up on the bow, said, peace be still, and they were at the other side. But God has showed us time and time again. And you can look through your King James Bible and there's not one time when a boat started out that got in a storm that they ever made it because they throwed enough stuff over it was God that saw them make it to the other shore they didn't make it by rowing uh, they didn't make it by sailing uh, they made it by trusting their Savior and letting her ride I say amen thank God so what are you saying preacher I'm saying uh, God has showed us in Mark God has showed us in Acts 27 if you read the last verse and verse number 20, chapter 27, this is what it said. And so it came to pass, they all, they all escaped safe to land. Did y'all see that? And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. Church, good news for you. We're gonna make it. We're sailing on this ship and we ought to go ahead and rejoice today. Hey, it's homecoming. I want you to be able to stand on, shout on, sermon on, serve on, sing on, and sail on. And we're gonna do it, brother Scott, because God is in charge of the ship. You say, preacher what makes you so excited about this ship well I want to thank if we look at this ship thank God the preacher's on it amen the preacher is on board this ship amen think about this the mariners were scared they're throwing away things that they don't need and they're throwing away the tackling that they did need the mariners were scared I call them the marines they were scared the soldiers on board were scared the mariners were scared the Marines are scared but thank God the man of God said I ain't got a thing to worry about amen it's time to turn your shout up it's time to be of God you can check them words out and the Greek and the Aramaic you can split it up in all its suffixes and prefixes and to be of good cheer means to put a smile on your face amen no matter the circumstance God's got it in control and go ahead and rejoice I say amen 
amen. In the midst of the current, in the midst of the crowd, in the midst of the chaos, I just go ahead and celebrate, be of good cheer. I can imagine some of them soldiers, some of them mariners, some of them marines uh, probably came over to him, Brother Childs, uh, hey, tough, them centurions is tough. Uh, hey, man, that crowd's tough. They've sailed the seas. They know what you're rocking. Uh, they know what it is. They know what the temptuous wind is. They know what at that season of the year, uh, when that wind comes off them snow-capped mountains, gets down in that hot air and goes to twisting that thing, they have been there. They know all about it. But this one here's got something supernatural to do. Something's going to be shown through this text. Every one of them scared. And I can hear them say, Paul, come out, boy, you something. You some kind of preacher. I know just crazy, but I know for sure you're crazy now. We ain't seen the sun. We've not seen the stars. And you telling us the storm's not over. The stars are not shining. You telling us to be of good cheer. And then you telling us you had a prayer meeting and the Lord showed up, amen, and told you to be, hey, nobody's gonna die and the ship's gonna be broken apart and not, not one person's gonna lose a hair off their head and you reiterated the same message, be of good cheer. You have lost your mind. My wife's gonna be a widow. My kids are not gonna have a daddy. The ship's going down. What have we got to shout about? Good news, church. This ship ain't gonna go down. It don't matter how rough it is. This thing's a battleship. This ain't the love boat. Say amen. This thing's gonna make it through. Hallelujah. It's beat. It's battered. Thank God, but it's gonna make it. Amen. Amen. He told us in verse 24, uh, he said, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Isn't that interesting? In case I don't get back to it, let me just say this. Isn't it amazing that God told the angel of the Lord, post appearance, God told, the Lord showed up, throwed him in the dust on the road, amen. When he was rocked, the Lord showed up, amen, got a glimpse. And now that the boat is rocking back and forth, the Lord shows up and says, I've given you everybody that sells. Isn't that amazing? I'm talking about they're going to be safe because I've put them in your care, Paul. I've gave them to you. That's what you can't change. I'm not making that up. He said, Lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. What do you say? I'm saying when trouble hits, take you about three minutes just to have yourself a shouting spell just to thank God that he's still in control. No matter how bad it is, just go ahead and praise God and there's no telling what walls are gonna come down, what victory is gonna happen and how many people God's gonna give you. I say amen. It seems like Paul, this man of God, boy, it's good to have, it's good to have. It's, I told him Wednesday night, Brother Linder used to travel all the time, preach them soldiers up in Boston, Massachusetts, down in Alabama, and over in Grand Prairie, Texas. And they flew me on planes. Matter of fact, when we did the military Bible mission, they, the military let me stay on military orders. I mean, back in 2003, let me stay on military orders. I was pastoring the church, had the church pray, flew me, and I got to preach with Brother Tom Malone at Sea Lion International. 
and, and flew me there. Rochester showed up. I felt a little out of place. Rochester showed up, felt at home. Amen. Amen. Bluegrass gospel. Hallelujah. And got, they got to plucking and singing. Hallelujah. We had camp meeting. And I went back on the airplane. Flew on a plane a lot. And I, I always say, thank God. I told them Wednesday night. If y'all fear that I went down, don't believe it. Because when the plane goes down, I'm going up. Somebody say amen. I'm talking as sure as I'm living here. Amen. God said, I remember that plane was a rocking. And uh, it was a little turbulent. Brother Bob McCurry had already said this. Brother Randy reminded me of it. And so I used Brother Bob McCurry's thought. That plane was a rocking. And they said, ain't you nervous? I have my military uniform on. I said, no, I'm not nervous. They said, well, you got one of them backpacks with a parachute. And I said, no, I got something better than a parachute. Hey, man, <laughs> I got something better than a parachute. I've got something called the Comforter, the Holy Ghost. And he's already told me I'm going to go over and preach for Brother Malone. I've already got the message in my heart. And so there's no doubt in my life this plane's going to make it. It's as if God has put you in my care. Hey, church, what I'm saying is this world don't know how blessed they are that we're still in it. This world is blessed because the church is in it. Amen. The wrath of God would have been unleashed except for the remnant of believers, I say amen. Amen. And we're going to find that out in the text. Am I right about it? Paul lived before things. He knew God was with him. If you read verse number 23, he said, There stood by me this night the, the definite article, not just a angel, but the angel of God. Amen. Hallelujah. He knew this, that he belonged to God. Look at verse 23 again. Whose I am. Aren't you glad today you can live by the same principles as this preacher? Thank God for men of God that are on board this ship. This ship would be boring if it wasn't for preachers. And preaching and singing, I say amen. How you can live by the same truth that no matter what mess you get in, he's with you and he'll manifest and show up for you. But not only that, who you belong to. That's what Paul said in verse 23, whose I am. You know how we belong to the Lord as a bride belongs to the bridegroom. We're his by covenant relationship. I say amen. You say, preacher, how do we belong? We're children of God and like children, my boys are my sons. They've been gifted to me by God. They are in heritage of the Lord, but they are my boys and they belong to my family. Are y'all with me? He said, come out from among them. Touch not the unclean thing. I'll be to your father. Ye shall be my, say it with me, church, sons and daughters. Ain't you glad you're one of God's children? We belong to him like a bride to the bridegroom, like children to a father. I say amen. We belong to him like sheep to a shepherd. He's not going to be content with 99 in the place and one out of place. He'll go after the one that's out of place. I'm telling you, we belong to the Lord. Would y'all say amen right there? He knew this, these principles. First, that God was with him. Second, that he belonged to God. Third, that he was in the Lord's service. Notice what he said in verse 23 again. He says, and whom I served. 
he tells him, he he goes on to say in verse 24, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. God says you've got a preaching engagement Amen. You're not going to have to give a You're not going to worry about giving account of your innocence. You're going to preach to them. He said, you've got an appointment. Church, can I give you some good news? Hallelujah. Thank God. If you know who you serve, then you can be safe and settled in the midst of a storm and go ahead and be of good cheer. If you live by these principles, you can celebrate when chaos is going on around you. That's right. When there is no hope, when the mariners had no hope, when the marines had no hope, the man of God had hope and he is trusting God to keep them sailing on. Look at the fourth principle Paul lived by in verse number 25. He says this in verse number 25. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told to me. What's the fourth principle? Not just who we belong to. Not just who's with us. Not just who we serve. But aren't you glad this morning? Thank God that lastly Paul's saying in verse 25 that I can trust God in the midst of all circumstances. He is the God of my circumstances and God knowed I was going to be here before I ever got here. Do you think it surprises God? Have it, has it ever occurred to you that nothing's ever occurred to God? Do you know he's the only one that can show up and already be there? Do you know he's the only person that can sit on his own right hand? Do you realize that God, hallelujah, knows the beginning from the ending? He rides the caboose and he rides the engine and he's on every car in between and on the on the timeline of time. I'm glad God knows he's there. He understands. See, we get this thing in our mind that we can fix it, we can fix it and if you don't watch it, you'll throw away stuff you shouldn't have but you'll mess around throw away stuff you should have and then you'll wonder well all hope that we be saved is lost ain't you glad no matter how bad it gets if you own the ship God's going to take care of you to the shore somebody say amen he was unashamed Paul said amen he says this he said for I believe God I wonder how many of you in situations right now this morning, and if you be honest, you've doubted whether God could handle your mess. And in fact, you've probably got to the place, if you be honest, he, Paul says this, he says, unashamedly, it's as if he just steps up on the dock, the deck of the ship, and said, hey, don't worry about all this. Just be of good cheer, be happy, cheer up. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. That's something, friend. When the storm's still raging, the wind's still blowing, and the current's still spinning you around, for you to say, be of good cheer. Put on your party hat. Blow out the whistles. Thank God, let's have a time. Hey, man, it's time to celebrate. He was, everybody got to hear him say, be of good cheer. Everybody, his faith, his celebration got contagious. Amen. Amen. It's going to affect even the one watching him. Look at verse 25. He, had un, he was unashamed in his belief in God. He was unashamed in his faith in God. 
Verse 25 said, and it shall be. The only thing you can count on in this life, church, y'all look up here at your preacher. The only thing you can count on in this life is that God will never, he will never lie and he will never cross over his word. No, sir. If he said it, it settles it. I had a 40-minute conversation with a woman at the bookshop the other day. Noah's over there on the other side. He's going, Amen. He's over on the other side because this woman's trying to get me to doubt what God said in the Bible. She said, well, the preacher, I said, I ain't gonna hear what the preacher says. I'm gonna tell you what the Bible says. Amen. I'm not telling you my opinion. She's, all she was doing was looking for somebody to vindicate her sin and to make me think it was okay for her to sin. That's all she was wanting. And she done been to every preacher. I'm a looking for a church. I don't care if you've got a million dollars in the bank. I'm not compromising this Bible. Amen. To get you in this church. Somebody say amen. Woo. Amen. Amen. Pandering and pampering. You'll have to do it. Get, amen. God have mercy. Brother Tony's going to get me on this message. Amen. Paul, Paul affirms this. His belief in the precepts of God. He said God showed up. Gave me a word. I believe his word. You know what we need to do? God gave us 66, 66 books to drink from. The, the only light in the tabernacle, amen, was the candelabra. And it had 66 bowls, knobs, and almonds. Amen, a picture of the word of God. Isaiah's a little Bible, 66 chapters. We've got a whole Bible right here. I'm not looking for lost gospels, lost books. Everybody wants that stuff, ain't never read this, and somebody help me. Amen, preacher, preach on. Hallelujah. I thank God he's gave us a complete revelation of his word, church, and you can bank on his word. If he said it, that's it. Amen. Amen. Paul's statement, amen, was based on the promise that God gave him. I say amen. Verse 22, he says, and now I exhort you. I exhort you. I'm already happy. I've already got to cheer. Hey, <laughs> woo. There's a joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I've got it. I'm trying to get you to get it. Amen. He said, I want you to exhort you to be of good cheer. For they're shy. And he tried to tell them why. He said, there's going to be no loss of any man's life. Here, hey, you can trust the promises of God. You can trust the precepts of God. They seem like a prophecy, but all his promises and all his prophecies and all which are all his precepts can completely and permanently forevermore be trusted. Would somebody help me today? I, I believe that's right. Amen. Paul was unchanging in his faith. He was unwavering in his trust of the word of God. He even said it again in verse 25. Even as it was told me in this time of trouble, Paul might have ran out of his own faith. He might have ran out. He might have ran out of any kind of hope himself, but he never does tells us. He goes over to a place puts away the food, has a prayer meeting time with God, and when he gets a word from heaven, as Brother Tony said this morning, thank God he stood up and gave a word to the sons of men after he's talked to the Son of God. Amen. I mean, preacher, what are you saying? When trouble hits, you ought to realize Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. If you'll just Trust God with all your heart. Lean not.
not to your own understanding. Amen. You won't have fear tear you apart. You can be safe. Amen. I thank God this ship's got a preacher on it. Amen. It's got people who like preaching on it. Amen. Oh, Luke, I bet you Luke was in the corner. I better get this down, boy. I want to make sure I got this message down. Thank God. He, he said, the Lord said, be of good cheer. Woo! He said, praise God. Hey, put it down. The Holy Ghost let him to Rista. <laughs> I say hallelujah. Thank God for the word of God. Preach it. But it's got precious cargo on it too. There's 276 souls on there. And some of them ain't saved. Some of them not going to be saved. That's not, but unlike that, I thank God for the ship of Zion. There's not one fake, not one phony, not one hypocrite. Somebody help me. They ain't nobody got on board, no stowaways. If they on board this ship, it's cause God saved them by the grace of God. I'm glad, thank God. Hallelujah, the precious cargo of the preacher and the precious cargo of the blood-washed saints. Luke's there, hallelujah. I don't know who else is there. Some say Aristocarchus may have been there. I don't know who else was there, but I just happen to believe they, old Luke was there. He's pinning it down. There's some saints on board church look around this is the best thing going on planet earth the church of the living God we ain't perfect people but it's a blessed crowd to be around every good thing that ever happened through preaching in the church of God isn't it good to have good people amen I say amen. There's nobody going to be lost. Everybody's going to make it. We all going to get safe to the land. Hallelujah. Praise God for the precious cargo. Hey man, there's kings on board. There's priests on board. Hey man, there's sons of the king, uh, king of kings on board. I look around at the crown and the kings and priests. Ain't you glad we're on board this? Ain't you glad for the crowd that's on the blood washed crowd? That second born crowd, that crowd, that's a heading out and heading up. Thank God for that crowd. Not just that, but thank God the pilot's on board. You say, preacher, wait a minute. I'm talking about they done throw the tackling out. There's nobody driving this ship but one person. And that's that one that showed up with Paul. Amen. Ain't you glad the pilot's on board, the sovereign's on board, not just the saints, not just the servant. Ain't you glad the sovereign's on board? Amen. Hallelujah. I was thinking about, oh, I can't, I can't remember now who it was told this. Uh, hey, he said, uh, I, I think I might have told him Wednesday night. Uh, hey, man, I got, it's just eating me up Wednesday. I was wanting to preach it Wednesday. Hallelujah. And thank God for the spoon message, though. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! Hey, man, I got to think about that little girl. Uh, she's sitting on there now. That great mission woman, missionary alliance woman. Uh, she's sitting on board that plane. She she's got all the degrees and all holds all the offices and all the the mission boards uh, and, and that Christian missionary alliance. Uh, and oh, you know, brother Phil Pot was a part of that. And, and uh, he said she's sitting on board that plane, uh, and it starts dropping them fifty feet air pockets uh, and a flying on. She's scared. Uh, I was on board one one time, and it was going and hit one of them air pockets, and we was about to land. And about half of the people hit the head, hit their head on the ceiling. And uh, that didn't bother me as much. I was one of them. That didn't bother me as much as when that stewardess sat down and put her seatbelt on. Now I'm worried. 
I ain't never seen one get scared. But she sat down. She done flew on I don't know how many. We're flying into Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Right out there at Lawton, Oklahoma. I'm scared to death. Hallelujah. I, I ain't never, this is my first time on a plane, brother. First time. I was nervous, wrecked. Can you imagine being there like that woman? And she was experiencing what I was experiencing. Hey, man, people's head was hitting the roof. People were scared. Thought the plane was going to fall. Hey, man, that little girl said, she said, ma'am, why, why are you so scared? She said, why ain't you scared? Don't you feel like this plane could go down? She said, ma'am, I'm not worried a bit. My brother's in the cockpit. He ain't never, <laughs> he ain't never wrecked one yet. Hey, man, somebody help me. My big brother's in the cockpit. Woo! He's driving this thing. And if I got to go on a board, I'm going to make it to the other side. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. If you look in Acts 27 and verse 29, not just, not, not just, amen, not just, amen, the pilot, not just the preachers, not just those saints, those passengers, precious cargo, Thank God in Acts 27 and 29, you'll find out there's some powerful anchors. Oh, I'm so glad we have an anchor that's steadfast and sure that holds within the veil. Amen. It'll keep you from drifting. Now, some of you today, some of you today, you ain't too excited about them anchors. You ain't too excited about them. You don't think they're holding you good. That's because you let too much slack in your rope. You got too much slack. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen folks let the slack out. Brother Ken knows. He's been out there in that deep water. It got too much slack in your rope. That that it'll just sway back and forth. Hey Amen. And if you get over near the dock and you tie off on one of them anchors on the dock and you don't get it real tight, it will get out and slam the dock. And you wonder why in the world every little wave comes by, slams you in the dock. That's because you got too you too loose and you're living. Preach on, preacher. Preach on, preacher. Thank you, brother. Amen. Hallelujah. That too loose in your left. Need to tighten some ropes up. I feel like preaching right there. I need some amens. I'm getting hung up. Amen. Fixing to start preaching on holy. Amen. Hey, hey, some folks need to tighten some stuff up. Amen. Preach on, preacher. Amen. Loose in your tongue. Amen. I can't never forget about B.R. Lakin. He said that woman came down the front. She said, Preacher, I need to lay my tongue on the altar. She said, he said, Ma'am, I know you. I don't know if our altar's big enough for your tongue. Amen. I don't know what's, what's in your life that needs to be fixed, but I'm telling you, there's some stuff that needs to be tightened up. Say amen. Hallelujah. Them anchors will hold. They're steadfast and sure. Amen. Ain't nothing wrong with the anchor. Amen. You're hooked in. You're hooked on. Thank God the anchor of faith, the anchor of prayer, the anchor of revelation, the anchor. Hey man, thank God for the anchor. Those four anchors will hold you steady and sure when four winds is blowing from every direction. The four anchors of prayer, faith, revelation of the word of God. Thank God they'll hold. Say amen. Hey man, Brother Ken can tell you. Brother Ken, you've been out there on them big boats before. I almost called you last night, but it had been about 4.30 this morning. I want you to sleep some. But I, I, I called Brother Ken. I was going to ask him what that, we called them sat phones, that phone system. And you can send telegraphs or phones 
And I get to thinking about that. They could communicate with headquarters. Paul was, hey man, when the storm's raging, woo! Hey, he didn't call the experts from below the deck. He didn't look at the man up there holding the wheel. He is talking to the real pilot, trusting in the real word, amen, and the real plan, amen. Hallelujah, and I'll tell you what, I believe he picked up that old phone, that sat phone, that heavenly phone, and got a word into heaven, and got to talking to God, and said to the Lord, how is it? He said, don't worry about it, it's gonna be all right. Everybody on board, I've given you, go in there, tell, tell that crowd, start revival, be of good cheer. It's as good a place to have, anybody can shout when the singing's going on. Somebody ought to shout when the you ought to shout during the singing but you ought to shout during preaching. Amen. Anybody can shout when the sun's out and you ought to shout when the sun's out. But when the bottom falls out, that's when you really can shout. Amen. Amen. It's all right. Hey, call you charismatic, holy roller. Don't worry about it. That's only charisma. Amen. That's the Greek word for grace anyway. Amen. I thank God for grace. Hallelujah. Woo. Amen. Jonah. Jonah was an old Baptist preacher. He got himself in the mess. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's a perfect gentleman, yeah. And he put Jonah in the well too, amen. He thought he was in the well, felt like he was in the belly of hell. And when he finally got tired of the gas and got tired of the the guts and got tired of the seaweed, he picked up the sat phone and said, God, salvation's yours. Woo! And the Lord said, hold on, I'm gonna beat your well. (laughs) Hey, man, you gonna come out of there and look back and you're going to be a perfect picture, amen, of the death, burial, and resurrection, that dead tomb you're going to walk out of. I say hallelujah. Amen. Paul and Silas picked it up one day. They was down there in the prison. Amen. In jail, didn't have bail out money, but they had faith getting them out money. God didn't bail them out. He broke them out. Say amen right there. Woo! And they went back to jail to get the chance to preach to that crowd again. I'm telling you, I'm having myself a time. Hallelujah, amen. The ship had, t- we was going down through Mississippi and uh, I always want to go on one of them riverboat tours. It's hard to find one though. That ain't gambling casino and everything else. But we went over through Mississippi and went over to Louisiana, that big old Mississippi River, them big old tug boats, and, I mean them big old uh, river boats. And Brother Linder, I got to noticing, and them ports, and, and where them things dock, these tugboats that scoot them in there. I don't know if they do that for the military, but I got to noticing that on them, when them, them big boats, they take them little tugboats, they don't want no wave, and, and so they just, they'll take them tugboats and just scoot them right up to, and Luke, and Luke 16, uh, hey, hey man, and Luke 16, Lazarus died, and the angels tugged him in. Somebody say amen. Hey man, hallelujah. But more than that, we got the Holy Ghost that's tugging on us. Every, every once in a while, the Holy Ghost will just tug us on. He's gonna get us there. Y'all know he's gonna get us there. I'm talking about Great God, and you say, preacher, the ship was broke up, but they all made it. Not one hair was lost. Amen. They get safe to the shore. No telling how many got saved. They made it because they trusted in the man of God, trusted and stayed with the ship. Church, don't bail out. For God's sake, don't bail out. Amen. Thank God. There's enough people can ride this boat. 
Anybody can get on board this boat. If you're lost today, you can get on this boat. Hey, man, it don't matter. There's not, there's not a passenger limit to this boat. Now, he knows how many is going to get on it. But our job is to pass tickets out. There's your ticket, brother. You'll recognize that one right there, amen. It, it looks like a gangplank. <laughs> Woo! Hey, man. Hey, y'all listen. Look up here at your preacher. It don't matter how rotten you've been. It don't matter who your mom and daddy is. Hey, don't ask you none of that when you step out on that gangplank. They don't ask you how, what color skin is. They don't ask you where you've been and what you've done. You, all you do is just walk a gangplank of faith. Get over there in repentance and by faith trust in Jesus Christ. Guess what? Whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord, what is it Shall be saved. Just got my ticket punched. Amen. Man, hallelujah, you got a right to shout and rejoice. Be of good cheer. You're going to make it. Thank God. Get on board. She's a doc today for somebody. Amen. Amen. I got thinking those songwriters, Oliver Cooper. Oh, Brother Stacy Pearson sent this to me. He said, Oliver Cooper, Menzo Jones, come up with this song. Heaven will surely be worth it all. Worth all the sorrows that here befall. After this life, with all its strife, heaven will surely be worth it all. Church, you're going through heartaches right now. I'm talking about penetrating, destroying life, debilitating. You don't know how you're going to make it. You hadn't seen the sun, the S-O-N. You don't even know if it's still there. Can I tell you, above the clouds, he's still there. Hey, man, but you know what they do when they can't see real good, Brother Linder? They got them big fog horns, ain't they? Hey, man, I believe my old brother Maze Jackson was talking about this. I, was, I used to listen to Maze on AM 780 at 12 o'clock. Hallelujah. And I believe he was preaching along the lines of the ship of Zion. And I, oh, I remember him saying, well, something about that foghorn. Said he went out there, brother, on a ship. And he asked that man about that foghorn. He said, that thing don't work. He said, it's old. It's rusted. It's got a lot of the world and dirt in it. He said, you go to cranking it. It's and Brother May said, well, I know Christians like that. You go to cranking them, all they do is... He said, praise God, if you got one of them foghorns, woo, that'll let them know what side you on and where you coming in from. Every once in a while, they ought to hear a racket coming from the ship of Zion. There ought to be a folk saying, thank God we're saved, we're redeemed. When you get over there, you're going to sing. When you get over there, you, as a matter of fact, on the way there, there's going to be a shout, say amen. He said, you ought to be glad in the Lord and rejoice your righteous and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. It doesn't say anything except when the clouds except when the storm except when you think no it says be glad in the Lord and rejoice your righteous church I'm trying to encourage somebody I'm trying to tell you Paul tried to step out on that deck and just encourage them he said be of good cheer don't be discouraged I know it looks bad but it's going to be alright we're going to make it safe to shore and church I just want to tell you it may look bad it may look dark you might not see the sun or the stars but good news, we're going to make it. So just go ahead and blow your horn. Go ahead and shout to victory. Just go ahead and be of good cheer. Put your smile on. Woo! Amen. It's going to be alright. Amen. He told us two times. He said, be of good cheer. Then he said again, be of good cheer. You know, notice he said this in closing. 
Miss Bethany's going to come play something on her heart. And I'm going to get Brother Frank to get up here and get ready to sing while she's playing. Think about this right here. He said in verse 22, I exhort you to be of good cheer. And he said, here's the reason why there, nobody's going to die. But then he said in verse 25, if, if you can't be of good cheer because of something that he's prophetically told me, everything's going to be all right, nobody's going to die, then be of good cheer because I believe God. If you don't have the faith in what I've already said to be of good cheer, just trust me. Trust me. Hey, church, trust me. Be of good cheer. It's, it's gone back. Hey, that, them, that crowd came out of the, hey, came out of a, uh, that city out of probably Shakar, somewhere over in Jerusalem in the town. Uh, and they came out because that woman at the well went and told them, it's not this, the Messiah's come see a man, which told me all things that ever I did. Uh, and they came out believing her testimony. But when they got there, hey man, her faith that brought them, thank God Jesus saved them. Now we believe because what he said, and then Thank God, church, somebody just needs a little encouragement and it might be you that's being of good cheer when everything's going wrong. I'm talking about when penetrating trouble comes, heartaches, disappointments, chaos, catastrophe, funeral, don't matter. Church, I've went to the funeral home, I, I don't know how many times, but I've went a bunch. I went with Papa, Michelle's grandpa. I went with Troy, my grandpa. Two men that influenced my life a lot. Papa Troy, when his mind was gone, he'd say, son, preach it straight and don't sugarcoat it. And he'd drop the phone. Mama Cow had to come get it. Shane, I'm just surprised he knew you was preaching day. I said, Mom, Cal, he knew it was Sunday. I mean, in his last years, couldn't remember nothing. All timers, hey, you go talking about Jesus, he'd come back to you. Papa, last things I got to do with him was pray with him. My boys climbed up in the bed with him. I mean, saints of God. Can I tell you, I don't have to worry about it. They made it to the shore. Everybody that we've followed down there, we, they've made it to the shore. Brother Linder's got a daughter on the other side. Parents shouldn't have to bury their children. It don't seem right. But if you do, if they go before you, I'm glad, thank God, you can be of good cheer. You know you're going to make it to the same shore that they're already landed on. Be of good cheer, church. Chaos, be of good cheer. In spite of circumstances, be of good cheer. No matter how dark the clouds are, be of good cheer. It's all right. God said us we're going to make it. And we're going to make it. Say amen. Let's all stand. When the storm is raging, when all hope is lost, sail on. When all hope is lost, stand on, sermon on, sing on, shout on, be of good cheer. Father, we love you today. Thank you, God, for Miss Bethany playing the piano. Brother Frank going to sing.
God, I pray you bless them. We're going to try our best to pray, get out of the way, and just trust the Holy Ghost. We'll encourage some people today. Might be here. They've tried to do it on their own. They be honest. They've almost thought about bailing. What's the point of going to church? What's the point of, what's the point of, no. There won't be a hire of the head lost. Spiritually. Nothing, not one soul that's on board the ship of Zion will be deserted. Not one, not one soul will be disappointed when they look around for something. No, everybody who's truly on board, saved, born again, redeemed by the blood, will be on board and make it. Lord, I pray when the storm's all around us, help us to sail on. In Jesus' name. Come on, Brother Frank. You need to be seated. You be seated. If you need to mind God, you mind God. Folks in the altar, Brother Frank's going to sing. You just mind God.
all going on in people's heart and people's life. I just pray, Lord, you speak to every soul that's in this building. I want to do what Paul, I felt like, was used of you to do that day. To step on board a boat that was filled with people who had lost all hope. And Lord, you used that man of God, Paul, to give hope where there was no hope. Lord, I pray for somebody that might be in the building this morning. All hope that they'll be saved is lost. All speak to them today. Save them, Lord. Let there be hope They'll walk down this aisle. Give them what they need. Lord, they might be a saint that's floundering in their faith. They've allowed some things to get a little loose in their life. Lord, that seems like the current and the crowd around them, the chaos in their life it's almost made them lose all hope. But I sure am grateful Ephesians reminds us that Christ is our hope. And Lord, when you show up, you'll bring hope to those that don't have it. Speak to their heart. We pray you bless the food and the fellowship. Bring us back at the two o'clock appointed time. Let us have church again, Lord. Oh, God, we need you. Help us, Lord, we pray. We plead the blood. Ask you, Father, that you alone would be praised and worshiped. We love you for all that you do and all that you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's everybody stand, if you will. Uh, bam, bam, I need you to do me a favor, okay? I need you to go over to that fellowship hall. Go upstairs and unlock that top door. Can you do that for me? All right. It's going to feel unlocked, but you just check it from the outside. And if I can get everybody to go in the top stairs, we'll get everybody, because I don't know if it's cold or hot. I don't know. But if, if we can get in that top door and go around, if you can't walk down the stairs, then go around the side door. But everybody, please stay with us. We're going to do a head count after service.